Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Tess Wicks. Tess, are you ready to do this? Let's do it. Excellent. Let's do this. Tess is the founder of Wander Wealthy, an educational platform that helps people create profitable businesses. I'm excited to have you on. Tess, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Cool. So I am... Actually, living in Italy. So, I live in Italy with my husband here, and I like to. I'm just trying to think like personal life. What do you guys (laughs) want to know? I love to work out, and we really love to travel and explore and go hiking and just enjoy the beauty of a country that I think for the longest time I never even thought I would visit. So, that's been really fun. Uh, My work, I work with primarily online coaches and other online service based business owners and help them with their money, both from the mindset perspective, as well as the practical implementation perspective. So I'm a wealth and mindset coach, and I love to work with those who are, you know, growing and building their businesses and putting themselves out there to create their own income. And I do this work because I think the world needs more people who feel confident around all things money. I think if we could all have a little bit better understanding of how money works, both from, you know, how we think about it and how to manage it, then so many more opportunities could open up for each and every one of us. And we could all be in so many better situations that um, would lead to a better future overall. Well, I certainly appreciate that. I, I think that confidence is certainly one of the superpowers that, that, that we all can have, but it needs to be cultivated because a lot of the times there's a million things that keep us from that if it's a mental block or, or understanding how it works. So tell me a little bit about how, how that works. Like how do people, how do you find that people either sabotage or shortchange themselves? What, what stops them from getting to where they want to go? Yeah, there's there's so many different things that can stop us. And when we get into money blocks, I mean, they come from all different angles. I think one of the most probably popular ones that I hear and you probably hear is I'm just not good with money. Mm. And that is so self-sabotaging because truly the way that money works is pretty simple. The problem is we live in a very complex world where we utilize financial instruments that do add a layer of complexity. So one of the big things that I try to get my clients at a point where they can see their money for what it is, the the simple kind of flow of of cash and and, and however money flows into their life. Um, so money in minus money out equals what you have and then you can take that and save it, spend it, or invest it um, for your future. So the the self-sabotaging idea of just believing that you're 
you're bad with money. You can't be good with money. And sometimes that comes from feeling like, oh, I'm bad with math and I could never understand math. And that comes from childhood. That's something that can, can hang out with us for a long time into adult life and forevermore. Isn't that the truth? I mean, the stories that we tell ourselves, and there's a lot of really important things that you just, that you just mentioned right there. And it's funny. I literally, literally was just uh, doing some writing this morning about how I have so many smart people on the show and they talk about how the answer to so many of these questions is really, really simple, but our world wants to and does make things so complex that it can be overwhelming. So I think that you're so right. It really is pretty simple, but we need to get past all of that. And if we tell ourselves, I'm bad with money, well, then we're probably going to be bad with money versus I am a successful investor or I'm great with money or I'm on top of all this stuff. Then we're probably going to do that. Right. Or even just I have the chops to figure it out. I can I can figure it out or I can hire someone to help me figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's not really that simple, is it? I mean, but how how do we start crafting that money mindset? Yeah. So I think let's see where we want to go here. I think one thing is there's a lot of different kind of modalities that you can work on when it comes to a lot of the mindset stuff. And the first step is just identifying what are the money stories that you have and what are, what's the mindset that you're kind you've been running and operating on as a default. And one way you can do that is kind of dig into, and you can almost do like an, um, a meditative exercise where you're imagining yourself around the age of six or seven from childhood and put yourself in the situation. But now with the awareness of the conversations or the even the body language or the the quiet judgments that are being passed around about the topic of money, whether that's how someone spends their money and it's, you know, your maybe your parents or the people who raised you or maybe just your community or that's like a tight knit church or a small town. Um, but recognize the conversations that are happening around money, whether it's judging how someone spends it, how people earn their money, um, how people are with debt and really picking up on that. And that probably is some of that default stories that have been now running on in your subconscious mind, um, into adulthood. And in a lot of ways, that is what kind of clogs us up or we lead ourselves to self-sabotage. You would never think, Oh, I, I'm going to self-sabotage myself because I, want more money, but, you know, seven-year-old me thinks that's bad. You, We don't make those direct connections, but when you dive into it a little more, you start realizing, oh, mom and dad used to judge these people who made a lot of money, but didn't do a lot of work. And now I have these, you know, deep running stories that are telling me that if I want to make a lot of money, I can only make so much. Otherwise I become a greedy person or yeah. a, a undeserving person. And I have to work this you know, whether it's really, really hard or not at all. However, those stories played a role for you. So even just identifying that so we can go, oh, wow, that's interesting. I and, and it's neither good nor bad. It's just starting to become an observer of your own programming. Um, and then when you get into kind of 
okay, how do we, how do we fix this? How do we change the mindset perspective? You can do a lot of different work. Um, first is obviously uncovering those thoughts, uncovering those beliefs, but then you can do different work on the subconscious mind. Some people will do hypnosis, which doesn't have to be the showy kind of like you only do it at prom in the 12th grade type of <laughs> hypnosis. Um, it can be truly transformative. It can be meditation. It can be journaling. It can be affirmations. It can be tapping. There's a lot of different kind of in a lot of ways, people might be like, oh, that's really woo woo. And it is a little bit, but it can start shifting your subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is something that's getting a little more praise now that more and more people are talking about these different practices and techniques. Um, but that's what's really holding a lot of these stories and these beliefs that are essentially leading to self-sabotage. Yeah, I think that that's such important such an important thing to talk about and, and, and I think that you're right that this idea of mindfulness or meditation whatever sort of practice do you want to talk about just focusing on your subconscious and doing work on yourself is becoming more mainstream and less woo-woo so I think people are realizing what an important impact that it can have on 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 your success and I can I can definitely speak to that um, and I think that we all have have a habit of slipping back into uh, different money scripts that we've had in the past um, or doubt or whatever it is. So whether you've been doing it for a day or you're just thinking about doing it now, or you've been doing it for, or you've been successful, I think that we're all, we, we all need to be mindful of, 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 of this kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, in terms of, I, I, I guess maybe I've answered, I sort of answered the, my, my own question there, but how, how does this apply to, for somebody who is who is thinking about starting a side hustle, who's thinking about doing online sales or, or just opening their own business, how how does that impact that area? Yeah, and it, it can impact them in so many different ways. I think we all have our own, it might not even be money related. It might be the belief around what work needs to look like Mm. or the belief around how you, you know, are able to make an impact or make money. Um, and so if you are wanting to put yourself out there in a kind of entrepreneurial or side hustle format and make money, sometimes we just doubt our own capabilities of making money on our own. And you'll see that between, you know, how could I monetize what I do in my work or what I potentially am interested in, but is outside of my work? Um, do I even have monetizable skills? So that's one way where we sabotage. Um, you see a lot of people sabotaging themselves in not charging enough or sometimes not even charging at all, especially Hmm. if it's service-based work that they're providing. Um, and then you'll see them sabotage in the, in the kind of world of growth. So it's like, okay, I have this idea, I'm putting it out there. I've, I've started to get some people interested and willing to pay, but then it's how to get to the next step and what that might look like. And, and some people, you know, that again can point towards, well, I can only grow if it looks like I am actually doing this as a full-time job, as opposed to it's a side hustle, or I can only grow if I hire and spend a lot of money as opposed to do some of the work myself, or I can only grow if I do all the work myself and don't spend a lot of money. So 
it, you know, it's really dependent on the person and what their stories are and then helping them understand that we can bust that open and truly believe that you can kind of pave your path of making extra money or making a full-time income on your own. And you can do it without having to rationalize it to your seven-year-old self, where, which is where your subconscious mind is, is kind of always lingering. And so it's, you're rationalizing it to your seven-year-old self, to the parents of your seven-year-old self. So your parents are probably different people now, but you're trying to rationalize it to them or the community that you grew up in. And that that's how we, again, get back into self-sabotage of especially the realm of working and entrepreneurship. Got it. Yeah. Well, I can see where, where those would be roadblocks to being successful in business. Certainly the first being, well, geez, I, I think I've got this great idea, but it's probably not, it's probably not possible for me to actually make money doing it. Number one. And then if I do get started, maybe I'm just doing it for free or I'm, I'm charging way too little. And then finally, Mm -hmm. now that I'm actually taking on clients, but I'm sabotaging myself by not being able to grow the way that maybe I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. So which, I mean, I guess if you never get started with it, then that's probably the worst one. But do, do, do you see that, that one of those, uh, and I don't know, I don't know if I accurately broke down those three necessarily, but the, the, the people have the hardest time with I think it is actually the the price setting. Okay. The because a lot of people have a really hard time with understanding that when you're setting prices, whether you provide a service or a product, but most mostly when you're providing a service, that the price that you're putting out there for people to pay has no direct reflection on you as an individual. But we truly believe that it does. And we often, you know, even if you work on it and you detach your own personal worth from the prices that you charge, we still get get into that kind of really bad downward spiral of believing that this is what I charge and so that means that's what I'm worth. And if people, reject that and don't just, you know, choose not to buy or don't think it's going to be worth it, then that means I am not worth it. That means I am rejected. That means, you know, I, I can't live up to these standards that I've set for myself. And so that's probably the biggest one because there's so much more unpacking to do when it comes to pricing your services. And the way that I like to approach it, especially with my clients is I help them set purpose-driven revenue goals, which is another big thing that people, you know, once you kind of have your established business and you're trying to figure out how much would I like to make, um, a lot of people get into overthink and comparison and setting goals that just have no basis in what they would ultimately like to be building as a business. Um, But once they go through that process, they're able to define pricing in a way that doesn't have to do with their own personal self-worth, but they can have confidence and purpose and profit infused in these prices that makes it so much easier to get out there and and put that out into the world and have clients buy. And like one of the things with pricing especially is sometimes it's just about the confidence that you have behind your prices, being willing to get on the phone with someone and say, hey, this is the price. And, you know, most likely no one's going to say, 
oh, why would, why is it, you know, a thousand dollars instead of 500. But if they did, you could say, okay, well, let me tell you. And you would have the breakdown right there. Um, but yeah, pricing is often just charging for anything that you are putting out into the world is really difficult, um, because it's not something natural and it's not what we have in kind of our defined system of what work looks like and how careers are built and made. Um, but it's probably one of the biggest ones that we need to work on. Yeah, I can certainly appreciate that. And you're right. It's a total paradigm shift for for most people, like probably 99% of people, if they were not raised in an entrepreneurial family, if they're coming from mm-hmm. a family that just had traditional traditional employment, they're W-2, and that's all they've ever, uh, the only way that they've ever received income of any kind. So, all right, well, I appreciate that. So you said help set purpose-driven revenue goals. So let, let's assume, mm-hmm. if I can just use use a fictitious example that I've got somebody who who helps people deal with anxiety, and um, this is a person that that I had a conversation with a couple of weeks ago, and I, I don't. So this is fictitious, but <clears throat> except not really. Anyway, um, so this person, gotcha, gotcha. This 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 person they're very mission driven and the work that they're doing is very valuable, but they had a really hard time charging money for it. They just wanted to give the program away. So how, how, how would you counsel them? Yeah. So if you are mission driven and I think most of us are like, we don't get into this, this entrepreneurial world. I mean, some people just want to make a ton of money, but like (laughs) once you start making money, then you need more to drive you from there. And when you're really mission driven, you know, your goal is to be able to provide a great service to help change the lives of others. And the problem is if you give it away for free, you're going to be self-sabotaging your, your own business because you as the main, probably owner and operator of your business, you may not be baking in the fact that you need to be making an income from this. Even if it's a side hustle, you deserve something from putting time and effort and energy into this. And you're probably not baking in the fact that delivering this costs money. So, you know, maybe you're doing it over Zoom and you have to Zoom as an online um, teleconferencing software and you have to pay for Zoom in certain aspects in order to run your business. Or maybe you want to do some marketing or graphic design. Those have business related costs. So you want to bake in the fact that you need to um, pay the bills in your business. And then, of course, we have the always, I mean, if you're giving something away, then I guess you don't have to pay taxes on it. But if you need to make money so that you can continue to give and grow this business that will change people's lives and have this big impact, then you need to have a business so that it can be self-sustaining. And thus you're probably going to be making money in which you are going to be paying taxes, but that can be a great thing because that can be kind of the, the, um, the proof that you are impacting others because you're making money to provide that value. And then I also make sure that people are baking in profit as well um, because you can do so much with profit. You can 
help your business sustain and maintain itself. If you have a slow month, you can take money out to reward yourself for being the awesome business owner that you are. You can decide to use some of that money to invest in your own personal and business development. You can reinvest it into the business for specific business development, maybe research purposes, maybe hiring. So there's so many things that you can do with profit. And I like to think of profit as from on a business level, it's like an emergency fund on a personal level. Emergency funds do so much for us. They let us take more risk. They let it, they keep us safe. They help us when times get tough. Um, and so that's what it's doing for your business. If you, you think of your business as you know, kind of its own living, breathing entity, but you know, when we, so that's what it takes to build purpose-driven revenue goals is considering those four main things. You need to make an income because your business probably most likely can't run without you. There's some people who can, and then you would take the income out and you would just focus on profit, but your business probably can't run without you. Your business also probably has costs. So you need to be able to cover those costs. Your business also probably has to pay taxes for the money that it's making. So you want to make sure you can bake that in. And then your business needs to be profitable. Think of every Shark Take episode you've ever seen. If you have investors or, you know, think of if you're trying to invest in the stock market, you're looking for the companies that have the cash flow coming. And in that way, you know, what that boils down to for you and your small business is profit, safety, ability to take risk, ability to invest in yourself. So those are the four big things. And I think four very solid reasons for why you would want to charge for the services that you're providing. I love it. It's well said. Well, Tess, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Okay, so I'm going to give you a little money mindset tip slash exercise um, just because it might be something different for you and Savage Nation, and that is to appreciate all of the money that you spend and and invest if you want to go invest or save, um, but especially spending. We sometimes hold grudges around the money that flows out of our life, but so often we are getting something in return, or if it's in the case of debt, we got something in return already. So why not appreciate the opportunity to have, you know, had student loans so that we could get the degree and now we get to pay it off or, you know, appreciate the fact that we have air conditioning. So we're, we'll happily pay that energy bill. And if you're a business, appreciate your taxes. It's actually awesome that you pay taxes because that means you're making money and that's a pretty rad thing. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. <laughs> and sometimes taxes can be a pretty rad thing. You're right. You do need to uh, to, to to change the way that you look at your expenses. I think that that is excellent. Well, Tess, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Yeah, so you can find me at wanderwealthy.com. And if you want to download my easy profit roadmap, it'll help you set those uh, purpose-driven revenue goals, wanderwealthy.com slash roadmap. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show test your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to wanderwealthy.com and also get the uh, get the Purpose Driven Roadmap as well. Thank you again, Tess. Thank you so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding 
how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.